Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday. This is the 11th week since Pentecost, and we are continuing our reading through Mark's Gospel. We're making a change now and a turn as we move uh, from Jesus' ministry in Galilee in the early days to now making our way to Jerusalem and talking about what is going to go on there as we look forward uh, to Jesus' entry into Jerusalem and, of course, his crucifixion, uh, death, and resurrection. Though we may have heard this story many, many times, we are trying to listen with fresh ears to hear what Jesus is saying and to see what Jesus is doing, and we pray that as we do that, we might have a new and deeper understanding and that our faith might grow uh, through the power of the Spirit. And now we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The Holy Gospel, according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, tonight, or today, beginning at uh, the ninth verse. As Jesus and the disciples were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? He said to them, Elijah is indeed coming first to restore all things. How then is it written of the Son of Man that he is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. The Transfiguration is an event in Jesus' life that the disciples are told to keep to themselves until after Jesus rises from the dead. What the disciples saw at the transfiguration makes more sense after Jesus rises from the dead, after he enters into his glory. After the resurrection, the disciples will be able to put together Jesus' suffering and Jesus' glory. But for this moment, they do not even understand what rising from the dead means. And so the vision that they have seen on the mountain with Jesus and Moses and Elijah and the cloud and the voice from heaven, for now, that vision of glory 
and the old expectations of glorious triumph have to be put away. The disciples ask about the coming of Elijah first, as the scribes have taught them. The expectation being that Elijah would come in power to set things right and prepare the way for the Messiah to enter into his glory and assume his reign. Think about that for just a minute. The great prophet returns, restores all things, and when the people and nation are ready, the king appears to assume his throne. What does that look like to you? If you were going to make a film that would use that, just that brief part that we talked about here as kind of a sketch of a plot outline, what else would happen? What would fill in? What would it look like? Would you, even in your wildest dreams, have that great prophet imprisoned and then decapitated at the request of a vengeful queen, his disciples coming and taking his body away? Would you have had the heir to the throne, the Messiah, the Christ, crucified? And yet that is exactly the storyline Jesus wants to reveal to the disciples. That is how it will be. That is how it is, according to God's plan, according to what's been written, according to obedience to the will of the Father. From the beginning of this gospel, we have known that John is the great prophet sent to prepare the way for the Messiah. And now we know for sure that Jesus is the Messiah. What has happened to John the Baptist then points us to what will happen to Jesus. He will die, but God will raise him from the dead. In the end, it will be the vindication of the resurrection and the witness of Jesus' own faithfulness to God and God's word and God's own faithfulness to this world and to his people that will tell the whole world that he truly is the Christ. And it is the testimony of the Heavenly Father that we await before the whole story can be told. Before we can tell and bear witness to who God, Jesus is and what Jesus is doing for the world, we have to wait for the first word to be spoken from the Father, for the testimony to come from the on high, for the word of the Lord to say once again, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. From where we sit this morning, we know the whole story about Jesus and we can revel in its wisdom and rejoice in its triumph. We can wonder in the glory of our Lord. But we also must know that for now, the way of the cross is the way that we must follow. And we do so not in anger, not overwhelmed by sorrow or grief, but by counting it joy to follow in the way of Jesus, to bear witness to his love, a love that promises to give life for all. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. 
and the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high, shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who now makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God, a might renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially tonight, we pray for those who are suffering from COVID. Especially this morning, Lord, we pray for those who are sick, for those who watch, for the families who worry, for those who look to take care of them, for those who work to comfort and bring relief. We think of people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. We think particularly of the people of Afghanistan. And we pray for the work of those who work to bring peace and international harmony, that against all odds and in a world so filled with hatred, your love might prevail. We pray for all who are striving to serve, save the earth from carelessness and destruction. We think especially of firefighters who work tirelessly, Lord, to beat back flames to try to save people. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it may not, that it may not uh, lose sight of you, but might bear witness to your light and your love, that it may not get lost in the power of this day, but might humbly follow in the way of your cross, giving ourselves for the life of the world and counting it blessing that we could follow in your way. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin or be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. 
Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.